Graham, this is an amazing site, uh, Rise Walled Garden. Tell me how it came about. Oh, well, quite a few hundred years in the making, I guess. It's, uh, uh, the Rise Estate had, it dates back to 14th, 15th century, I think. Uh, I think it was mentioned in the Doomsday book, the, the village of Rise. I think it's the Bethel family have owned uh, Rise Hall and owned the area around Rise for a few hundred years. Um, and Rise Walled Garden, the Walled Garden was where all the veg was grown that fed into the stately home well it was one of our growers that we dealt with over the last 20 years bob slater had this before for slater's organics and he had the full three acres of the walled garden and bob was one of your main suppliers at arthur's organics is that right that's right yeah 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 we were based in hull at the time on arthur street hence arthur street trading is the company's name and we tried to use all the local organic there's not many certified organic grows in the area bob slater was the closest one to us um and yeah he had all this he had the full three acres under cultivation so uh so i used to pick up from bob on a monday come here to rise pick up from him and the other local growers there's green growers at nafferton and foston nurseries at foston on the wolds uh den's own community care farm at great hatfield and a couple of other growers that i picked up from in uh, big growers in west yorkshire tadcaster and weatherby but yeah i mean bob had been doing it for 17 years um but he'd reached a point where he wanted to retire um and one day he asked me whether we'd be interested in taking it over and uh I sort of jumped at the chance. It took a bit of negotiating with the landowners, but uh, we uh, we ended up taking on half of the area. So we haven't got the full three acres under organic certification now. We've got one and a half acres through the Soil Association certification, uh, and we try and grow as much produce as we can for our veg boxes. But we we still buy in from the other growers as well because that's how the business has been based. So uh, I, we really don't have enough time and people to to keep the full one and a half acres under constant cultivation. I jumped to the conclusion that you're a keen grower in your own right, but you're telling me actually over the last two years to develop this project here, you've had to come from behind your desk. Uh, yeah, and behind the steering wheel a lot of the time. Or yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. We used to, used to drive around and, and collect all the all the produce from these growers. But uh, two years we've been here, and Bob Slater stayed on for a, eight eight months or so. Sort of showed me how he grew stuff here, and 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 tried to do me a, a, a crash course in, in organic growing. Which has been brilliant. In retrospect, it's been fantastic. At the time, it was a bit too much because we just didn't have enough time to to cope with the amount of land that we've got here. And uh, it's fine sort of like through certain months where there's not huge amounts to do apart from, you know, weeding or uh, harvesting. But when it comes to sort of like the crazy times of of, of sowing and transplanting out and, and then weeding and then harvesting and then then everything else tends to not get done. So, I mean, we would like to move further into the permaculture ideas um but yes i'm I'm coming at it with with no knowledge of that particularly so uh, i'm kind of just repeating the things that i learned from bob about things that we know that are good that grow here well Uh, so we've got a lot of chard and beetroot and the sweet corn that we've done and broad beans have been fantastic lettuce is good but yeah we'll see where we go with moving forward we will try and sort of we're reducing the areas that we're working on so that we can make it more manageable i think it's uh, tell me about your involvement with festival can't remember how many years it's been going now but uh i've been involved for before we before we had uh, we were here even when we were based in arthur street in hull we worked with festival then because i was picked like i said we were we were buying in off different growers from the area so we would always ask all our suppliers if they would donate produce which they, they've continued doing year upon year so that's been a really good thing so we know we can get a variety of different produce uh and it, it's, it's something it's a fantastic project it's it's, it's great to 
have things that aren't based on on a cash value. It's, it's where it's skills skills are shared and people are coming together to, to, to work together for something which, you know, is beneficial to all. It's uh, I mean, we're a workers' cooperative, so, uh, you know, we've always believed in sort of like, you know, the network of little fishes will always eat a bigger fish sort of thing. So, um, Is that network itself getting bigger? Definitely, yeah, yeah. The, the hardest thing is getting younger people involved i think sort of um what i've noticed is is you know i've been involved in worker co-ops for 30 odd years now and uh, the community that we grew uh, from and our children grew up with was really closely at network um, but then as people have got older they sometimes move on to different things and, and it becomes more disparate people move away but uh, and in but it's, it's seeing that sort of like uh, seeds germinating in young people to to work collectively and work together and 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 not being based on sort of financial reward necessarily it's about skill sharing it's about changing attitudes it's about uh it's lifestyle choices really isn't it it's, it's not going to be sort of and that, i think that's difficult this day and age everything is motivated by money isn't it and, and accumulation of, of rubbish that people don't need in their lives you know you don't need a lot volunteers here today um some of whom hadn't really met before they're saying the benefits of just working here is obviously they're not driven by money because they're, they're volunteering today to get the, uh, the grass out, that sort of thing. But they're saying they're making friendships, having a laugh. It's just nice to be out in the countryside. It is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're very fortunate here. It is a beautiful place. I mean, the, the, the walls create a lovely sort of protective environment for us and, and the, na- the, the uh, surrounding environment is beautiful as well. It's peaceful. You know, people can come here and, and work together and, and eat together and, and enjoy being here. It's uh, It shouldn't be a thing where it's uh, work, work, work. I can remember Bob's, when Bob had the place and he said to me, uh, he says, when you've got volunteers coming, he says, don't have them working together because they'll just talk. And I was thinking, well, that's what you want. You want people talking. You want people working together and enjoying it. It should be enjoyable. It's not about breaking your back 14 hours a day. It's, I understand that some businesses have to work like that, you know, because that's their livelihood. But, you know, it's, uh, there's more to it than, than, than that.